Crabbe said the speed and severity of the flooding has raised questions about whether the infrastructure has been maintained properly by the Port Authority to allow water to run out of the dock and not build up in the way it did. These communities currently feel abandoned. It is bewildering and stressful to suddenly lose your home and possessions. It is entirely fair for these residents to demand a full explanation as to how this happened and what can be done to prevent it in future. I'm committed to bringing together the relevant authorities to ensure that some answers can be found. In a statement, the Port Authority denied it was responsible for the incident. Tim Bounds, Engineering Director at the Port, has released a statement stating that the flooding was not caused by any failure to act. Mr Bounds said flooding was caused by two days of heavy rainfall, combined with extremely high tides, combined with a tidal surge of up to half a metre. Mr Bounds also said that water was flowing as expected down the port's culvert system on November the 8th. In a live interview on Pure West Radio recently, Mr Stephen Crabb also spoke of the deep divide in the country caused by the referendum and the strategy of Theresa May in attempting to protect certain industries, including agriculture and ports, in the negotiations to agree a future relationship between the UK and the EU. Mr Crabb explained that major employers, farmers and exporters were generally in favour of a responsible Brexit strategy to protect the county's businesses. The message I'm hearing is tread carefully and that business requires clarity and certainty. Unwinding 40 years of tight integration requires care and time to do so. I can see it taking another three years, Mr Crabb said. Anyone unhappy with the litter patrol service is being urged to take their concerns directly to their local councillor or attend County Hall to report their concerns. A council debate regarding the recently introduced fixed penalty notices for littering, dog fouling, fly posting and graffiti saw a number of concerns raised by councillors that certain people and areas were unfairly being targeted. However, John Dunn, a representative of District Enforcement, the private company undertaking the pilot scheme for Pembrokeshire County Council, said that the areas targeted were decided based on strategy and informed by complaints from the public. Richard Brown, Head of Environmental Services and Public Protection, said, The idea that education is the answer. Does anyone genuinely feel that they don't know they shouldn't drop litter? He added that the enforcement route was what the committee had wanted and it was aimed at people that will not comply and will not comply with social norms. No figures were forthcoming, but the committee was told there was an income to be paid to the council by district enforcement and this was to fund a wider scheme to tackle larger fly-tipping issues. Complaints were made, said committee chairman councillor Rob Summons, that enforcement officers had targets to meet and had to issue a certain number of tickets a day. Mr Dunn said there was no target given to officers nor incentives, but the company was paid on the number of tickets issued rather than an hourly rate. He denied accusations that tactics could cause distress. The focus on cigarette butts, with 942 fines issued, was linked to research on the damage they cause and the significant amount of litter they create. The meeting heard that across the UK, 90% of fixed penalty notices were for dropped cigarette butts. 
Where people go to register their annoyance at receiving a ticket needs to be made clear, Councillor Brian Hall said. He argued that reference to the council should be removed from the tickets and the vans used. Mr Brown reminded him that the scheme is being run on behalf of the council and it was important that this was known to the public. Business change manager Sarah Oliver said... She and her colleagues were available and would speak to people at County Hall. Councillor Tony Wilcox said that most people don't drop litter and most people are in favour of the scheme. We've tried the education thing over the years. We've been banging on about this for years and years. We haven't heard today of someone being wrongly issued a ticket. If they hadn't dropped anything, they wouldn't get a ticket he added. As our county gears up for the festive season, Carew Castle is hosting a Christmas fair and Santa's Grotto on Sunday, November the 25th, including mulled wine, open fires, local crafts and delicious treats. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For competitions and local news, follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Pure West Radio.
Pure West Radio. I won't wear makeup on Thursday. I'm sick of covering up. I'm tired of feeling so broken. I'm tired of falling in love. Sometimes I'm shy and I'm anxious. Sometimes I'm down on my knees. Sometimes I try to embrace all my insecurities. So I won't wear makeup on Thursday. Cause who I am is enough. And there are many things that I could change so slightly. But why would I succumb to something so Just be myself Don't change for anyone I wanna laugh, I wanna cry Don't want these tears inside my eyes, yeah Don't wanna wake up and feel insecure I wanna sing, I wanna dance I wanna feel love inside my hands again I just wanna feel beautiful Once again to the Saturday Sports Show here on Pure West Radio. I'm Jonathan Twig and we got a fun pack hour this afternoon looking at the sport that took place last weekend and of course where we're going this weekend. The weather isn't hasn't been 100%. It's been cold, it's a little bit wet this weekend but there's going to be a load of uh, sport on. Can I have a little look at the rugby? Wales playing South Africa at 20 past 5 today. 
There's also going to have a little look at football, obviously. Then we're going to look at the Boeing family as well. I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to Pembrokeshire College. And I've got an interview again with Craig Nelson, the Pembrokeshire County Swimming Development Coach. He's been away representing Pembrokeshire and Swim Wales at a conference. We'll have a little talk to him later in the show as well. We'll also again have a look at the snooker results that happened last week. But I'm going to start the show off with uh, an award ceremony. I went last Friday up to watch uh, the FAW uh, McDonald's Awards up in Cardiff before the International and I was lucky enough there to catch up with uh, four people plus Stephen Crabb the MP but four people associated to sport in this county two from St Florence Football Club and also two from Fishguard Sports Club that was Minty but I'm starting off with Owen Duggan the chairman of Fishguard Sports AFC when I asked him what's so special to be part of Fishguard Sports Football Club at this present time well, it's uh, you know, it's a good time to be uh, with the club. It's better to be in good times than bad. And uh, junior football is on the up. We've developed our new ground. The senior teams are doing pretty well. So yeah, it's good. That didn't happen overnight, Owen. I remember you as a player, and you've been involved now as chairman for how many years? Um, I started off as secretary in 2003 after playing in the juniors, and uh, I played there before that. But then that's when I started on the committee. And from that, the club has grown as well. You've moved to the Mary's Field to the new setup. What was key to the development of the change in? Who did you identify in Fishguard that could help you build junior football? Or did it, or did it just progress slowly? I think when I started, we only had a small committee. And the first thing was to build up the committee um, and just to keep the teams going and stabilise for a while. And then uh, we were fortunate to have uh, Matthew Lamb come up who did a lot with the girls sides and had some ideas for the junior football and with a few volunteers we had enough people to come on board to, to start up the juniors again. We've got Matthew with us as well, I won't call him Matthew, I'll call him Minty because I've got to know him quite well over the last couple of years and I am going to sing your praises a little bit Minty, you're not only here as Community Club of the Year but two years ago, what did, what did you do as an individual? Uh, I was lucky enough to um, win uh, Community Coach of the Year. Um, and also just after I found out that I was uh, finalist in the BBC Wales Sports Awards as well for Coach of the Year. So if you're uh, a good coach or whatever, there's a good team behind you as well. It's not just down to one individual, it's those players as well, uh, especially at junior level, coming back week in, week out, um, that are committed to the game as well. But you've built something in Fishguard, and Owen's quite rightly identified you as a key catalyst. I know you've got charisma, I know you've got humour, but what do you bring to the football field that helps Fishguard Sports? I just love it. The thing is, at the end of the day, you know, recognition to Owen as well. You know, Owen, at a, at a young age, you know, has, has taken us over as chairman of uh, Fishguard Football Club. And I like to say as well, like, you know, this is a day for him. Because, you know, if it wasn't for someone like Owen, this club would have probably folded years ago. Uh, and it's kept it going when it was on its knees. So, but going back to what your original question uh, asking, it's just giving those kids an opportunity. It doesn't matter what the ability is or um, skill or, you know, if they're interested in football. I think one of the awards we're given here tonight is obviously people have built up friendship over the years. And that's a key thing, I think, for us as a community club as well. It's just making it fun for those kids every week, uh, especially trying to develop at an older age group as well when you come bringing through the junior girls to 14, 16s is trying to make it more of a fun element than more of a serious element for them week in, week out 
that's important no matter what the sport is Minty I 100% agree with that final word for Fishcat I'm going to go back to Owen as chairman you've got a committee that's working around you now who are the unsung heroes in Fishcat Sports beside the two gentlemen I've got with me in Cardiff this afternoon I mean where do we start we've got a great committee we've got a blend of old uh, ex-players we've got a very good president, Nigel Davis, Andrew Davis, Gethin Griffiths, Stephen Jones, our current secretary, Gareth Thomas, well, what can you say about him? He's a great groundsman, he takes the second team, he takes the junior side. Martin Colley, junior organiser. Nigel Davis has been treasurer since 2006, and you can't go through all these things without somebody who's really strong on, on the books. So it's a, it's a team effort, and if I've, I've left anybody out... Absolutely. Congratulations, Fishguard Sports. Flying a Pembrokeshire flag so proudly. The same Thank for West that. Wales as well. And enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you. Following that, I also had the opportunity to speak to St Florence Girls Football Club and the two people who have been responsible for that happening. Those two people are Geraint Jones and first and foremost, I spoke to Kelly Thomas about why and how St Florence Football Girls team started off. About starting our own girls team so we started looking at that how old is your daughter she's now 13 she's now 13 so how many did you need to start the club well we needed uh, we were looking to get about seven or eight girls if we could uh, we'd have been happy if we had seven or eight girls we could start a team and join the league um, so when we started St. France in the first training session I think we had about 45 girls turn up. Wow, well that says testament that there's, there's something needed for there girls football in, there, for, for in girls the area football. as well. Where do you train now then? Is We train on the St. Florence football pitch. Uh, throughout the winter times we train in Greenhill School in Tembe on the AstroTurf. What uh, days do you train? Do you right? On a Thursday night. On a Thursday night, yeah, from, 6 to 7? From 5 till 7 o'clock. We've time. got under 10s. Under Five till six. We've got twelves, five thirty to six thirty, and then fourteens and sixteens, six till seven. And I, I'm looking at both of you. Are you still coaching as well? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the coaches there. We've got a few helpers, uh, luckily, um, because of the amount of girls we've got. Um, luckily, we've got um, people who happily volunteer to help us out, and through their dedication and coming every week, this makes it a lot easier for. For us to run the club. And you've picked up the FAW Grassroots Project of the Year Award for St Florence Girls Football. Yeah. I can see the beaming smiles about how much it means to you, but you're the pinnacle of that. There's a whole raft of people underneath. What are the girls getting out of it that wasn't happening two years ago? Hopefully exercise and enjoyment. Um, getting the girls out on the field playing football. Um, I played football for 25 over 25 years, and so I know the enjoyment you can get from football. So when my daughter...
If you didn't have a foot rest this weekend, you might well have come across and have a leisure centre, a swimming competition going on. You've got the best young swimmers from across South West Wales, from the Swansea Neath area down. They're all competing here in something called the Sub-Regionals competition. It's a Swim Wales-led competition that leads these youngsters who have just started out in the sport to get times to be able to compete at much higher competition levels also. So if you're in Halford West you want to see what swimming's all about, pop along there and introduce yourself and maybe your youngster wants to see what it's like to be in a competition. We've also got the Earth competition coming off next Wednesday. That's for primary school children. Once again in Haverford Leicester Centre. It's an ideal facility. It's got eight lanes and it's been purpose-built for competitive swimming also. Pembrokeshire County Council have invested heavily in the swimming pathway and they've got two coaches, one of which is Craig Nelson. He's the development coach from the county. He's a Scottish lad from Dumfries, but he's put an awful lot of time and effort into raising the standard of swimming across the six development clubs. I caught up with Craig earlier in the week and asked him what he's been up to and what the conference was all about. Generation Home Nations Coaching Conference for Swimming in Manchester at the Lancaster Cricket Ground. A, an amazing backdrop to talk about what we can do for this next generation of Chinook athletes coming through. Something quite nice. Although I'm from Scotland and cricket is not something that we are very much up to date on. It's never really been involved in it. It was very inspirational sat looking over a massive cricket ground and thinking of all the things that have happened in sport there. So the main focus on the conference was to look at how we deal with the new generations, the Generation Z, in terms of athletes. Obviously, as technologies become more part of what they do in everyday life, they're used to having things instantly at their fingertips. It became a challenge for coaching to adapt to different methods and find ways to engage athletes more to maximise the performance as we go through. A big contrast to probably my generation, which was very much one of just starting to get technology. This is what we're doing, we just did it, and it's more questions now, and kids have got more access to information, so it's about a lot about how we engaged with those athletes to try and develop them to their best potential. You obviously travelled up from Pembrokeshire for the weekend, Craig. Who else was there, and who arranged it on your behalf? There was a collaboration between Scottish women, Welsh women, and English women, with the support of British women, so they organised it. We had Graham Antwistle, he's our national coach development manager, he was a big part of organising it. They used a lot of home nation coaches, so a lot of conferences we go to are sometimes pitched at the elite, elite Olympic level, but a lot of coaches who've produced athletes through the development to that level. So Steve Tegg, for example, who's Duncan Scott, who's world champion 4x2, freestyle for Great Britain. We went through how he developed his career, what he did with him to do that, and so on. And same with Adam Baker and... Welsh hero Dan Jervis as well, he did a big presentation which was very interesting to see how they developed them from a young young athlete right away through to Commonwealth Olympic success. Were there any other keynote speakers that were present? We had um, Sergio Lara who's been a basketball coach and a professional basketball player, he uh, was looking into what makes a serial winning coach and the behaviours that go around that so to improve ourselves as coaches. We had Nigel Redman who's played rugby for 16 years for Bath in England. Um, Kevin Renshaw, who's been coached on three Olympic Games mm-hmm. for British swimming. Andy Manley, who's produced four of Britain's best female breaststrokers from a club programme with a 23-yard pool. Ryan Livingston from Newcastle, his was very interesting. They come from a programme that's got very limited resources, quite a deprived area, and the fact that they're producing senior internationals out of that is very exciting to see how they do that and how they can make the best of maybe not the best environment all the time. 
We're lucky in Pembrokeshire that you've got a pathway that works with Pembrokeshire County Council. You have got facilities, it's got development clubs across the county. Something that can be built in this next generation now, and how does that get disseminated down to the club coaches? Yeah, we are very lucky. We've got excellent facilities that PCC look after, and we have, obviously, support of PCC to employ myself and Nick. Um, We're running a coach development programme for our coaches. That information's going out to clubs now to try and get coaches more trained up in this area my plan is to use that to disperse this information and then those coaches have more knowledge to implement to development clubs and so we're all working off the same same network on that subject there was also the launch of the OADF framework so the optimum athlete development framework by British Swimming this has brought into place and it's been swimming on the long-term athlete development it's been about 15 years ago so it's obviously a little bit out of date now we are now very scaled up on that and that's one thing I will be looking to deliver to our development clubs because it gives athletes the best chance of Olympic success and creating a great British swimmer. Sounds exciting times once again for Pembrokeshire County Swimming Creeks. Thanks very much for your time this morning. No problem, thanks for me on again. I'm Sarah Miller and I'll be joined by local experts in farming, food, wildlife and all the other things that are precious to the Pembrokeshire countryside every Sunday between 9 and 11. That change for life is all about small changes to help make us and our families healthier. Like, a lot of food contains more sugar than you might think, and eating too much can make us put on weight, which may lead to heart disease, type 2 diabetes and even cancer. Making sugar swaps is a great way to stay healthy, and it's so simple. Instead of sweets, swap them for fruit. And for fizzy drinks, try no added sugar or sugar-free ones. Just check the label. It's easy to be food smart. For more help with sugar swaps, search Change for Life online. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Pure West Radio. Games, kiss, chase, just a quick fling. Now I'm hoping you never go missing. Now I'm telling you, you can hold this ring. Watch how it glistens. Oh, it was done as quick as the wind blows. Didn't think I would ever be involved. So I even read a song called Don't Go. Now it's just you and me on a love road. And then like D-Low, us two tiptoes, that dad get low. And now I care less about who knows. Now we're deep in way past intro, that be explained though. See, never did I think a boy like me would be in me. When all I really wanted was to have some fun. Now I'm doing this in my head. I'm telling you one thing, you're number one I don't understand how you're number one When it was just a fling before, now you're the one See, all I did was blink twice From my homie to my only number one It was like games, jokes, laughter Lift for the moment, left it all open Now I'm in deep flames, lava, breathe, karma And now I'm stating See I never saw this in my daydream It's really you that I'm fully rating And the day's here, no more waiting Played it all west with a smart man raised him I was all hurt, pain, aching On the wrong path, then a good girl saved him That's why I'm letting her know she's amazing See never did I think a boy like me Would be in me When all I really wanted was to have some fun I'm telling you one thing Number one See, I don't understand how you're number one When it was just a fling before, now you're the one See, all I did was blink twice From my homie to my only 
show. I ain't gonna let nothing get in the way. You play your cards all right, you're an ace. You make my nights all bright, you're my days. You took me out of the maze. You are number one. From Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Feeling my way through the darkness. Guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end. But I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself in a
Later this afternoon, you see Haverford West County taking on Commandment United in the Welsh League Division 1. They're in second place in that league at the moment, one point behind Pennebont. They lost last week, 3-1 up at Cumbran Celtic, who are now in third place. And Cumbran Celtic are taking on Pennebont this afternoon on the artificial pitch in Brintirian. Good luck to Wayne Jones' side. Keep that momentum going, guys, and let's make sure in the mix come March where you might possibly be the side that goes to the elite game in Wales at the Welsh Premier. Locally, there are some fixtures this afternoon. Cairo are taking on Narbeth and Haken United hosting Saundersford Sports. Milford United are taking on Claverson Road. Milford United, one of those sides without a point this season, so they'll be looking to get something out against Clarby. Nayland host league leaders Goodick United, who are unbeaten in the league. And another side that's unbeaten in the league are Merlin's Bridge. They travelled to Penner Robbins on the back of last week's 3-1 victory over Cairo on the racecourse. Excellent game of football on a damp pitch and a heavy pitch. The bridge drawing 1-1 at the time, lost Adam Hawkins when he was sent off and now he's going to miss two games and Joey Lee is missing for them today. But that was a top, top game which shows there is a standard in Pembrokeshire. But unfortunately, there seems to be too few sides that are able to play at that top level. The final game in Division 1 sees Moncton Swifts travelling to Sinclair's. In Division 2, Fishguard Sports, Haken United, they're meeting this afternoon at Tregoyce, they're top of the league, the sport's gone 8 from 8, not lost a point, or not dropped a point, Haken United have lost the game, they played 3 games more, but they're the side that could really upset the apple cart. The Bridge and Johnson, although Johnson have wobbled recently, are up there with a shout as well. Bottom of the table, Division 2, are Handleton and Letterson. In Division 3, Penner Robin seconds, they're top of the tree there. They play two games more than their close rivals, Moncton Swift seconds, who are four points adrift to them. I really think it is between those two sides now to see who'll go up as champions, but both are going to get promoted even at this early stage. Bottom of the league, Solver seconds and Fishguard Sport seconds. Although there are four sides on 11 points, which is just three clear of Fishguard Sport seconds. And another side then on 13 points. So there's lots to play for in Division 3. Division 4, well, Cautiouson, they've only lost one game this season. The same as Penner Robbins thirds. Both those sides are going to go up by the looks of things. Even at this early stage, the same as in Division 3. They're well clear of any other side in the league. Bottom of that table are Nayland seconds, unfortunately. And then the Butter, Kilgetty and Herb Branston seconds are just three points ahead of Nayland. In Division 5, well, Division 5 is a 1.45 kickoff for some of these games today. It's in the Cup. They're always important, no matter what level you play. Cup games are important. Johnson seconds host Cairo thirds. Moncton Swifts thirds host Lorraine seconds. And Saundersfoot seconds, they've got a derby against one of the top sides in the league, Tembe, who have reformed this year. We've had a discussion last week about the unfortunate impact of Lamphy pulling out of the first division and the points adjustments, but more that there's now no football in the village just outside Pembroke. But on a happier note, congratulations to Nigel Delaney and Chris O'Sullivan. They're the management duo for the Pembrokeshire Football League side, which retained the SB Williams Trophy when they won 4-1 at Stebbenheath Park in the week against Carmarthenshire. That meant that Swansea weren't able to lift the trophy because if Pembrokeshire hadn't won that game, it would have been Swansea's trophy. The four games they played, they won three, 
lost one, but the game last Tuesday saw goals from uh, Justin Harding, the Haken United striker, had a brace of penalties. He did miss a third penalty for his hat-trick as well. His strike partner, Nicky Woodrow, put one in the back of the onion bag, and then youngster Jordan Griffiths from Goodick United, the prolific striker, he scored the fourth. So congratulations to the Pemisher League football side there under Nigel and Chris. Big plea to football clubs as well. If anybody's interested in coming on the show or contributing to the show to put across a more enlightened view on football in Pembrokeshire, please get in touch with us. 01437 764455 or email sport at So why didn't you ask me, baby, or didn't you think I could? Well, I know that the boogaloo is out of sight, but the singer makes a thing tonight. But if that was you and me, I got baby, I would have shown you how to do it right. Do it right, uh-huh. Do it right, do it right, do it right. Radio.com. 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. I know that we are young and I know that you may love me, but I just can't be with you like this anymore. Alejandro.
News, it was quite disappointing that the two scheduled Pembrokeshire Knockout Cup ties didn't take place last week. In this international period, there's precious little time uh, for boys to be playing rugby, but both those were off. Firstly, that Friday night game, a week last Friday, Fishcar conceded their ties, they were unable to make uh, up a side to take to Whitland. Whitland go through to the semi finals. Then on the Saturday, Milford were meant to take on Pembroke. That could have been quite a titanic tussle. Pembroke last season's Division 3A West. Winners and they obviously got through to the National Stadium, the Millennium Stadium. So they had got some good cup pedigree and they were up against one of the title favourites now in Division 3A West in Milford Haven. The uh, the Pembroke side, they weren't able to field a side and that's now been arra- rearranged for November the 30th. There's also been a change for the Crimmock versus Aberystwyth game. That's going to take place when they're playing each other in the Division 1 West uh, game on Saturday, December the 29th. There is a game today, mind, and that is in St David's. St David's are taking on Nayland. That also doubles up as a game in the league for the Division 3A West. The All Blacks, a very young All Black side coached by Gaga Richards. Well, they're going to be up for that. They're playing some really good rugby. They might have lost two on the bounce. 
But believe you me, they've got some pedigree to keep that going for this season. Also, some of the other fixtures, well, there have been changes. Uh, the championship game that was meant to be played this afternoon between Narbath and Tata Steel is off. Likewise, Lethley Wanderers versus Crimach and also Kidwelly versus Tempe United is not on because sides cannot get their full 15s out. And it's an important time of the year. That game between Tembi United and Kidwelly, that's the bottom two sides in Division 1 West. That was a, your proverbial six-pointer. There is one game, mind Woodland, they're heading up to Championship leaders in Division 1. That fell in Voyle. There are no games in Division 2 West, as the schedule Pembroke fixed at Pony Berham was called off late uh, in the week, and also the Fishguard game at home to Penclough was off. Also... In Division 3A West, the Aberdeen vs Penrith Dock Quins game that was scheduled, that's off. But leaders, well, one of the top three leaders, Milford Haven, they're at Cardigan. Haverford West make the trip to Llanabother, who came down from Division 2 West last season. We have got a hope as well. As from next week, no international rugby, so there should be no concerns with a run-up of three weeks before Christmas of fixtures on the 1st, 8th and 15th and then between Christmas on the 29th there's a full set of fixtures for most sides apart from those in the Championship. Let's get the rugby back on track and we'll have a far greater in-depth review of what's going on in the next couple of weeks. I leave the rugby just with a big shout out on Wednesday evening, the 5th of December, there is a fundraiser. It's heavily involved in Langham Rugby Club and Haverford West Rugby Club. That's for Richard Scriven. Everybody knows Richard Scriven. That's his uh, granddaughter that they're raising funds for. Eliza requires some surgery. If you've got an opportunity, Haverford West Rugby Club, 7pm, if you can contribute in any way. Your time and presence would be appreciated by all, all those associated to this fundraising. I leave the rugby, enjoy your afternoon if you're playing it, but more importantly this afternoon, enjoy the Welsh game against South Africa. As Warren Gatlin's team go for their ninth consecutive victory, and from that to consolidate their position in third place in the world rankings ahead of next year's Rugby World Cup. Solo quieres quedar con 
and special rice. What's even better is our price. This will have you coming back not once, but twice. <laughs> Enough of all that rhyming. Malaki! The Seven Spice of Market Street, Halford West, offers the finest Asian cuisine, open six days a week. They offer a fine selection of Indian dishes to eat in or take away. Book your table now or place your order by visiting sevenspice.uk or call Aki on 01437-762-789. The Seven Spice, where the staff are oh so nice. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognized as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end -end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. Hey, John, you look like you're 10 years younger, mate. What have you been up to? Cheers, George. Glad you noticed. I've been down to Problades at 14 Picton Place, Haverford West, next to Iceland. They really know how to look after a fella. I had a haircut, tidied up my beard, and I didn't need to make an appointment. You can also have a shave, nose, and earwax too. And they have hot towels. Where was that again, John? Pro Blades on Picton Place. Speak to them nicely, and they'll even get you a coffee while you wait. Excellent. I've got a wedding to go to next week, and I could do with some first-class pampering. Pro Blades open seven days a week, Monday to Saturday, 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. And 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Sundays. Pro Blades on Picton Place. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. 
Anyone unhappy with the litter patrol service is being urged to take their concerns directly to their local councillor or attend County Hall to report their concerns. A council debate regarding the recently introduced fixed penalty notices for littering, dog fouling, fly posting and graffiti saw a number of concerns raised by councillors that certain people and areas were unfairly being targeted. However, John Dunn, a representative